Today on the post game, we recap our weekends. We discuss the NHL playoffs, the NBA playoffs. We recap this previous weekend of college lacrosse. We preview the final four, give our picks. Then we talk about the transfer portal a little bit and then some coaching hires around college lacrosse. No interview this week. It'll just be Nick and I. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome to another un- unbelievable episode of the post game. We are on a roll, and it's not talked about how consistent we've been these last couple of weeks. So please compliment us right off the bat. Go and tweet at us. Say thank you for your service. Um, brave, like you read about in the Bible. With that being said, we have a great episode. College across is in full swing. The playoffs are wrapping up. Everything sucks, uh, but... All these other sports are really kind of picking up the slack of a lackluster NCAA tournament. Before we talk about any of that, um, man, when you are feeling a little bit down, when you're feeling good, there's one drink that does it all. Gets you feeling your best self. If you're down in the dumps and you want to feel great, if you're feeling great and you want to feel even better, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is Hangobi. Hangobi is the official sponsor of the post game. It is the perfect hybrid of energy drink, hydration, everything that you need in your life. It has all the beautiful, naturally sourced, delicious ingredients. Um, promo code postgame30 for 30% off your order. Hangobi.com, postgame30. Go out and buy a case. We are getting ready to launch our merch store. If you screenshot, an order, DM it to us or publicly tweeted us at Hangobi, promo code postgame30. We're going to randomly send somebody a pint glass that I tweeted out today. And that pint glass is sick. I'm going to be hammering Coors Lights out of those things. Out the of Bud Light vessel? We'll talk, the Coors Light vessel. <laughs> um, but Evan, uh, how was your weekend presented by Hangobi? Um, I had a pretty eventful weekend. So I got... Um... About two weeks ago, we're trying to land um, where we're going to shoot like some content for the company I work for, which we uh, were we shot some content down in Fort Worth. So I found out about two weeks ago, I reached out to my good friend, Sam Romano, who lives in Dallas. And I was like, are you going to be around? He's like, yeah, definitely. Um, so come. So I was supposed to be there Tuesday. I flew down. I went to a concert with my girlfriend on Friday. Then Saturday at about at three o'clock, I flew down to Dallas. Um, I had a great time with him. I went out. Uh, he owns a restaurant, Nick and Sam's. It's a pretty famous restaurant in Dallas. It's incredible, dude. Um, honestly, I think sneaky. The best the best stuff I had there was the sushi. Um, we had that the first night, dude. It's at so Nick good. Nick and Sam's. Yeah, that's that screams like American. Yeah, it's like an American steakhouse, but. There's a place in New York City, like Hillstone, that's that's similar where they it's like all Americanized, but then they have like an Asian side of the menu with like, you know, things like bang, bang, shrimp. Nick and Sam's had bang, bang, broccoli, which was like Tim Poor fried broccoli with the sauce on it. It was really cool. But he's uh, since he owns the restaurant, um, like he's the fucking man there. It was great. Every meal was for free, um, which was awesome. That's- but. He had the executive chef come out like the first night we were there and we were, I was just like talking to him. He like had worked in New York. He's telling me about 
all the restaurants that hit New York. I was just like uh, bouncing questions off of him, but his restaurant, Nick and Sam's is like the spot to go to when you're in Dallas. And it's a spot to go to for like any celebrities in Dallas at the time. So like musicians on tour, athletes were in the area. And obviously the Western conference finals was playing in Dallas this weekend. So yeah, we went to the restaurant, 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 holy shit, like three times. Um, and I met Shaq there on the TNT broadcast, which is epic. You casually threw that in the group yeah. chat. You say you met him. Walk me through that a little bit. Yeah. So I walk you through like everyone famous that I met or saw or was there. So <laughs> he has like an app on his phone and he can like, he like can see all the reservations. So for example, like we were out on, on Friday night and he got like a notification on his phone. It was like Ezekiel Elliott, like table for two was like in his That's restaurant. Sick. So like, like the Dallas Cowboys go there all the time. Um, like the chef I was talking to, he's like great friends with Dak and shit. It, it was really fucking cool. Just like chop it up. But um, we went to the game, the Mavs game on Sunday. You had fucking unreal seats. It was un- it was so sick to see Steph play, Luca play in person um, and that close. It was a pretty good game for the most part. Um, but we went to the restaurant after. I was hoping the Mavs won because he was saying like, if the Mavs win, it'll be like a really fun night at the restaurant. But, yeah. um, you know, they lost. It was what it was. We, we went yeah. in the restaurant. Um, some of the players were there, but we didn't like go up to them because they just you lost. Girl. Yeah. But Shaq went in and I don't care remember if Shaq recognized him or if like the person who sat Shaq was like, oh, this is Sam, by the way. But anyway, Shaq's like, like goes right up to him. He's like, hey, how you doing? Like, thanks for having me, blah, blah, blah. Like took his number down. And then like we're sitting at the table and uh, okay. Sam's like, Sam's sitting at the table and he's like, show me something on his phone. And then like, he just gets the drop down notification and it's like, uh, Sam, it's Shaq. Like, thanks for always taking care of me. And then from across the like room, Shaq just goes, Sam, I just texted you, Sam. <laughs> I'm just like, holy <laughs> shit. Um, so we got up and we left and like, we walked past his table to exit. So it was like very natural. Um, and like he was Sam, Sam's like good about it. Like when it's someone you want to meet, he's like, yeah, like these are my buddies. Um, so it was me and one of his other friends. And I'm just like, hey, like I love you. Like you're the you're the fucking man, basically. Like, <laughs> I, I love you. I was like, you're like my favorite people. I yeah. said, like, you're my favorite person. And then the kid that the other kid we were with, there's a table, probably like five people there. Like the only one you know is Shaq. And the kid goes, Shaq, I just got to say, like, the funniest thing ever was when Chuck was trying to talk about uh, playing defense. And he was like, when you're banging a dude from behind and you just started dying laughing, like, you've seen that clip, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he brings us up and the entire table erupts. Like, it was the funniest thing ever. It was like, so, like, Shaq's the fucking man. Like, he's cool. Like, That's totally normal so guy. Great to like, hear. I am he I have laughing. This whole vision like, of Shaq in my yeah. head. That just solidified it. Dapped us all up after. Um, it was really cool. Um, so that was awesome. And then I stayed there till Monday night and then stayed in a hotel in Fort Worth for, for the work I had to do. Um, but we went out to dinner Monday night and Charles Barkley was like at the table next to us. So same sort of thing. You up and been like when you were, you know, when everybody was making fun of you, I was just chopping it up with Shaq and we were. No, I like, we should have said that we were, we met Shaq. I, I think uh, Sam might've met it, but we didn't really talk too much about that. But um, he was just like talking about the maps. And it's so funny because Sam's like a huge Mavs fan, like season ticket holder, like loves him. And Charles yeah. is just like, the Mavs are cooked. Like they're going to lose 500 tomorrow. And like, I could tell it was pissing him off. But like, he's obviously not going to say anything to Charles Barkley, but he was cool too. Like he stood up to like shake my hand um, and like, just like stood up to talk to us, like from his dinner table as we were leaving, which was like really nice. Like he could obviously just give him like a, 
a wave or something. So seems like they seem like pretty down to earth guys, but man, his voice carries dude. Like you could hear him from across the restaurant and there's like music on and shit. Charles. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. It was cool though, dude. Like Steph was, Steph Curry was in the restaurant on Monday, but we didn't say anything to him. Um, He was in like the dining room. Yeah. He's the mayor of Dallas, dude. Like I'm not kidding. He like, he really runs that place. It's fucking sick. Um, Are we ready to make, I mean, I I guess I am because we have an announcement about Dallas that we could make right now, but I might like ask to reach out to your buddy for recommendations for things to do after our announcement. Yeah. Is that official? I don't even remember what the date is. I mean, yes, it's, it's happening. Like, obviously you and I are kind of the guys that need to be there. I'm for sure being there because I'm uh, I'm calling the Adrenaline All American game the week before. Okay, maybe let's just let's see if let's hold off on announcing it because like let's see if the dipshits can piece it all together. Once we book flights, we'll do it. But that's going to be an all time weekend. I didn't know you had connections in Dallas because my you know girlfriend's dad is you know hey hey Nick you know you're a real good guy so he knows everybody in town because he's just Italian and walks up to people so. Sounds like we could put together a hell of an itinerary for a uh, for a weekend in Dallas. Oh yeah, dude, that would be that would be great. We'd, we'd have I, a good I time. also, I don't know. I keep hearing about how hard the restaurant industry is, and every time I hear about someone killing it and doing stuff like that, I'm like, oh fuck, it's got to be like the most fun like thing to do ever. Yeah, well, his dad is like one of the most successful people <laughs> on the planet. Like, that helps. And yeah, Everyone. so like it's his dad's restaurant, but he like I'm pretty sure he gave him like the all the rights to the to that restaurant specifically. So that's like his project. But then he has like, have you ever been to like an Eatsy's in Dallas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they own all those. Um, so like they're just they like they own a ton of real estate in Dallas. Like they they know what they're doing. He's like boys yeah. with Jerry Jones, the dad. Um, all my dad gave me was a receding hairline and yeah. a great life. Thanks a lot, dad. Um. But yeah, it was it was really fun. It's like it's definitely a cool lifestyle to to lean into for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I had like a ton you just of fun. get a visit like the yeah, <laughs> and then just like, go back. Yeah, oh, right. Then I just go back to my apartment. Like, but dude, I've been traveling like like I had, I was out so late on Friday for the concert. Then I was like you know got touched down. I'm like with my friend who I haven't seen and like. I mean, I've seen him at like a wedding, but like we haven't like gone out and shit. Like really hung out. And uh, like probably three, four years. So we like hit the ground running, got annihilated. Then yeah, Sunday, like I went to a Mavs, even if I was like not drinking at the Mavs game, I was like out still till fucking, uh, you know, like midnight. And then yeah. I'm on central time hours and work out East coast hours. So Monday I like woke up and wanted to die. And then I had to be up for work at six in the morning Dallas time on, on Tuesday. So I was so beat. I'm still pretty tired, but yeah, you know, grinding through this, uh, this podcast for the fans. Again, but, uh, as we mentioned at yeah. the top of the show, thank you, Evan. I mean, fuck. And then I gotta, I gotta go to easier? Denver. I gotta go to Denver on Friday, dude. It just doesn't stop. I'm fucking grinding. What's in Denver. I'm going to a wedding. Um, should be pretty fun. I've decided I've come up with a take. I have a wedding take. Destiny. Okay. So destination weddings um especially like holiday weekends um it's not it's not like the biggest bitch in the world as long as you're not in it i feel like on a holiday weekend like you it's kind of a bitch to have to go to a like a wedding but as long as you're not in it it's like a good excuse to just 
go, go visit a city. Like I have no, um, obligations until a Saturday night, like the welcome party, I'm flying out Friday morning. Like I'll be there by, you know, like 10 AM, um, on Friday and then have like a yeah. full Friday, full Saturday. And then like the welcome party on, on Saturday night. Where in Denver is it? It's, uh, well, I'm actually, it's actually in Boulder, but we're spending Friday in Denver. And then I think we're going to go to like Friday night, go to Boulder. Um, but it's actually in Boulder. Um, but yeah, I'm pumped for it. It's a good crew. So should be good. But that was my, that's my new take. Cause I feel like people are like, Oh, holiday weekend. But I'm like, as long as you're not in it and doing whatever you would like, if you're in a wedding, you have to do shit the whole time. So like it could be in your backyard or it can be in like the Bahamas and it's pretty much like the same thing. Um, but if you're not, it's kind of ideal. <laughs> I, my, my take is you, you can't, I don't know. I'm probably going to piss off like every person's wedding. Like I'm, I'm pretty much flaming everyone. That's why I was trying to like peel it back when I said it, I was like, fuck it. It's my take. I don't know. (laughs) You you can only have like a fucking boring ass wedding for like so many times. Like the, I feel like my sister's wedding, for example, was outside in hood river, Oregon. Beautiful. The reception outside, like fully roasted pig, people jumping into the lake, like live band, barefoot dancing in the grass. Awesome. I feel like nowadays, if you're just doing like cocktail, you know, church reception, cocktail hour, sit down, speeches, entrance, dinner, dance. It's like you kind of like we we get to be millennials where we can shift up the marriage, like what's expected of a wedding. Yeah. Smoking hour. Yeah. The smoking hour is a perfect example. It's like, listen, <laughs> this is this is mine and my wife's day. I'm going to get a little funky with it. It's not just going to be this linear you yeah. know, thing. So my problem is with linear weddings. Like if I can predict everything by the hour to your wedding, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. cocktail hour, 6.30, find your seat, 7 o'clock entrances, 7.30 speeches, 8 dinner. You got to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, I feel that. I like that. Dude, I forget. So one other thing, I want to talk about this concert a little bit because I went to a, so I bought tickets to, with a big crew, to a David Guetta concert three years ago uh-huh. and then COVID happened. Oh, so no. <laughs> they kept pushing it back and pushing it back and pushing it back. And then like, I realized like a month ago that it's coming up and it was on Friday. So my girlfriend and I had tickets at the time. No, shit. all my friends bailed and they're all cowards for bailing. If you're listening to this, you're a fucking coward. But my girlfriend and her, uh, two of her friends came with us. It was like, so he's definitely sick. Like it's definitely still like a sick house concert, but yeah. he also has, he plays to his crowd. So he definitely also has like the Miami like club scene crowd. And dude, like these guys just like massive Italian dudes. Like when he was playing like the deep house, like doof, doof, like all that, they like weren't even moving. Like they were just like, they like were bored as shit. And then like yeah. club can't handle me right now would come on and they'd be like, Oh yeah. <laughs> like, but like, it'd just be the chorus. And then he'd like play like something like deep again. Like it wasn't the normal song. And they would like only get hyped up to like sing along the titanium for like 30 seconds. And I was just watching them in front of me for like the entire concert laughing it up. But it was, it was such like a, a wild crowd because they had like that, that like poppy scene that was there, but it like, wasn't that kind of concert. I don't think people realize that, but so, um, yeah, like the, the people that bought tickets three years ago were like expecting something. Yeah. It's just no, like I think, they just, I think everybody was just like, Oh, like a David get a concert. Like he's going to play sexy bitch, which like he did, but he played like a version of it that like 
plays at a festival like that, not like the radio version. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So they were like getting all hyped up for these radio popular sh- songs, but then like the drop would be completely different. Like it would be a completely new song. He was just using like the, the choruses that he had for like the sing-along portion. Uh, and they were just like jumping up and down, but then be like, what the hell fuck is this? Like they wanted to hear Flo Rida start rapping. <laughs> yeah. uh, it was so funny, dude. But uh, the new Mirage, so there's the, the venue in the city for like those kind of concerts is Brooklyn Mirage. They redid it. It's fucking sick. If you're in the New York City area, I highly suggest going for some sort of concert. Good. I Listen, I'm going to write that down when I make it out to the city. I'm going to uh, I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it to a concert. I'm going right. to one tonight, actually, which I'm pretty excited about. Oh, yeah. Is that why you have a hard stop? It is why I have a hard stop. Nice. Uh, what Bruce concert Snyder's you girlfriend, actually. I'm going to the Banks concert. Banks? Yeah. What's that? You, do you know Drew Snyder? Like, I know who he is. One. Yeah, I don't know it's him personally at all. his girlfriend, um, and she's kind of been blowing up a little bit. Um, sneaky good voice. I've listened to her for, like, the past sneaky week. Good. Well, I mean, you know when your buddy's like, oh, yeah, like, my girlfriend has a show in San Diego. Yeah. Like I had already known about this. So like, you know, in, in his defense, like if I didn't know about this, I'd be like, Oh sure. Like, you know, what is this going to be a hundred percent? She's like blowing up, dude. It's just banks. Yeah. Like <laughs> what's actually funny is her Instagram handle is her name is banks. So people are like, Oh, who are you going to see tonight? And I'm like, her name is banks. <laughs> and I've actually done that like two times today on accident. Oh yeah, dude, this girl's blowing up. Holy yeah, shit. It's like a thing. This is Drew Snyder's girlfriend. Yeah. They're wow. like a real thing. Like go to his uh her Instagram or whatever. I'm already I'm on her homepage. Is she tatted up or is no that's fake? <laughs> you uh, you Just I can't even on I can't even no, I can't even share what picture I thought was real. Like it's embarrassing. Um, it's like a face tat into like a sleeve. <laughs> like, I'm like, it looks like like that, like the symbiote from Spider Man. I was like, is she tatted off? <laughs> so bad. Anyway, uh, but, I rambled uh, out for yeah. Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, the old Outlaws gang is getting back together. So um, Eli Goldbrick, Westberg, Drew. <sighs> thank you to Kings and Convicts, King Seal for that burp. Um, Drew and I are all going to the concert, so I think we're going to get, like, kind of hooked up and hang out a little bit. Um, Seals are in the playoffs, so, like, Eli and Wes aren't drinking, and so they're going to be kind of boring. So I might just be like, the, oh, like, I'm a shit show. Remember when I retired? So that's going to be some interesting dynamics, but I'm actually super pumped about it. But let's not let that sidetrack from this past weekend. Yeah. Um, which was actually really funny. So the Seals were playing Colorado in Denver for the West conference finals, the seals were down Oh one and it's a three game series. So if we lose our season's over. So tensions were extremely high and they're like, Nick, we're flying you out to Denver for this game. And I'm like, okay, perfect. Um, I'm not on the broadcast call. Uh, I, if I'm not on the broadcast, I literally don't have a job other than that at San Diego games. So what, like, what exactly am I going to be doing at uh, you know, at this game? And like, you know, just be around, just do this, just do that. And then I talked to one of the other employees and I'm like, dude, like, I still don't, I have no clue what's going on. And he's like, oh, you're here to be a fan. Just like, enjoy, have some beers, do this, do that. I couldn't tell if he said had, have some beers as a joke or not, but I, that was like fully green light pedal to the metal. I thought you were quitting beers. 
I am. I'm getting around to it. <laughs> you know, I thought that was more appropriate than gas and cocktails. In front Rome of wasn't country. built in a day. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, continue. Sorry. So, uh, so pretty much they fly me out. First off, it's a blizzard. There's like a foot of snow. It's bananas in Denver. It's freezing fuck cold. Um, second off, I get to the arena. I didn't tell anyone this in the group chat because I wanted it to kind of be a surprise or I got too drunk and just forgot. Denver is fucking clout post-game central. It's bananas. So I was staying at my, uh, my mom's place. Well, my folks place, but my, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe that now, but your old home. Yeah. My old home. <laughs> my mommy gives me a ride to the arena. Cause I was staying there. I get out of the car, the security guard that's like directing traffic. Hey man, big fan of the podcast. No way. Like, let's go. Dude, not kidding. Probably 10 to 15 times throughout the night. There's this guy, Sasquatch Strings. He's DMing me going like, dude, I'm at the game. Like, we have to meet up. I need a picture with you. <laughs> um, like this little ragtag group of kids. Like I was walking into the suite in my SEALs shirt and khakis. And they're like, oh, my God, can we get a picture with you? And they, this was the best thing that ever happened. They walked past Mac O'Keefe to get a picture <laughs> with me. And I was like, nom, 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 nom. like that's the greatest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Um, so bottom line, it was a great game. I was kind of gassing beers uh, around my boss and I was kind of like, well, you kind of hired me to be a shit show. So I'm going to play the role. Yeah. I'm doing my job. <laughs> huh? I'm doing my job. You should give me yeah. a raise. <laughs> yeah. Did you see the Dane Doby's goal to win the nah, game? No, I didn't. Dude, I'm so out of touch with the NLL. What the fuck? I Fair. Because it's because the Rangers are are cruising. Yeah, of course. You know, you only have room for one indoor sport. Yeah. You know, God forbid you support me. <laughs> he had like the most ridiculous behind the back goal to win the win the game, and you know to send it into the final game. It was like you know a, a very dramatic game. Um, even if I wasn't biased, like the the whole NLL world was exploding about it. And I don't know if you've ever been to. Um, been to Pepsi Center, have you? Or Ball Arena? No. There's a bar that's downstairs inside the arena that's kind of like the easiest place to all go for a drink. The Mammoth guys, like when I was on the team, you always go there for a drink. All the fans go, you know, all the Mammoth guys are there. And usually it's like your first two or three beers before you head out for the night. Um, go down there. And dude, that was clout central. Um everybody would come up and talk to me and like actually make references about the like specific post-game episodes and shit like that. Um, I was on cloud nine. I was like, this is, I made it. I am fucking famous. I love that dude. Um, so that was actually really cool. Kind of got hammered because I was just so excited about everything. That was about the cloud. <laughs> got drunk so, on cloud. Yeah. And the funniest part, I walked from Mile High or uh, from Mile High from Pepsi Center to my buddy's place, my buddy who played for Delaware, which is why for I was Delaware shit. Yeah, for Zena. And um, I'm walking by myself, and there's this rat pack of like clearly 21, 22 year old kids, and they are chopping it up about lacrosse. They're obviously all from Denver. They're like, dude, like, you know, if I fucking play long pole, you wouldn't have beat us, this and that. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to leave it alone. You know, not going to press my luck and turn around and be like, hey, do you know who I am? <laughs> and they like, we're walking. 
I'm walking five yards in front of them for a quarter mile. So I turn around and eventually go like, all right, fuckers, where are you from? Holy shit. It is you. I was like, no way. Let's go. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, they were all like local kids that, you know, all played at Colorado, Colorado State. But honestly, dude, big weekend of clout for me. Let's go, dude. Make it to Connor's place. We get shit faced. Um, And then pretty much we just wake up and watch lacrosse all day on Sunday. uh, Watch the Delaware game with a bunch of Delaware alum. I still think that Delaware had a chance if they had a little more composure. Sister Dude, fucking watch out. (laughs) And then I went to my cousin's state championship game for women's lacrosse at DU because I'm a supportive cousin. So watched a little women's lacrosse. I still have no fucking clue what shooting space is, but that that needs to go. That that can't happen. Um, But overall, great weekend. I got to say, I really enjoyed my time in Denver. Got to see some old friends. Uh, Got to officially say goodbye to the childhood house. The Letterman jacket, dude. Did you? How long did you have that thing on? Iconic bit. I might. So, like, I think I'm just gonna make that a bit. I really thought. <laughs> did you bring a bag good. with you to San Diego? I I have it in storage <laughs> in Denver, and whenever I move and get a fucking place, make it my own. Love that. Because uh, a couple of the guys that I play men's league with were like, "Dude, we will hire a videographer if you wear that out for the first face off." Um. So I don't know. We'll see, man. But great weekend. It was just a great weekend. And we can parlay that. It was a great weekend brought to you by Hangobi, promo code postgame30, 30% off your order. That can parlay into, um, I've actually had a really healthy week so far. This is, you know, obviously the IPA isn't doing myself any favors. I've worked out every day. I worked out twice yesterday. I'm eating healthier. Um. And I did not have a drink during the Avs game. And let me tell you, dude, the Avs, I am fully ready to be fucking destroyed. I, this is the team that is going to take it all. If not, I'm going to be extremely hurt. The Blues are playing as good as they can, and they look like a bag of shit. Kadri's villain arc is one of my favorite stories of the year. Um, I think the Avs are going to win it all. He's nasty, dude. Dude, nasty and people fucking hate him. Hate like, him. hate him. Outside of, like, even the fans that are, like, threatening to kill him. and call Yeah, him like, the racist, racist shit is fucked up. But, like, the normal fans hate him, too. Yeah. And for him to go off and have a hat trick and just shut up the entire the entire city of St. Louis was punching air that whole game. So Yeah, they're good. I mean, I think they're going to come out of the West. It's It'll be sick if uh, – if uh, Edmonton actually beats Calgary, which they look pretty good, and it's just McDavid versus McKinnon, I think like Colorado's way better. But although McDavid's so if, much, fun. if Drysaddle gets healthy, it could be like a pretty good series, um, dude. When I watch McDavid, I'm like, there's there is no athlete on the planet right now like that. Like you it's have insane. Combine other people. I'm like, so he's like, he's kind of like Tyreek Hill. Because he's just faster than everybody out there. Like, he has better stick skills than anybody. It's... Yeah, he's insane. I mean, I know Biz compared him to Wayne Gretzky. And I'm like, I I mean, I didn't even see Wayne Gretzky do that kind of shit on the Fuck ice. No. Just from a skating perspective. I think he was saying, like, from a legacy and performance-wise, which is, like, fair. Like, he's literally willing them to win. He's, like, guaranteed. I think I was looking at him, like, to score a point, And it was, like, minus 250. 
Like, <laughs> like something absurd like that. And like to score two points is like just even money, like shit like that. It's insane. Oh. Um, but I do someone smarter than me figure this out for me. I have two futures on the Rangers and two future. I have two futures, one on the Rangers and one on the Oilers. And those are my futures that are left. The Panthers got fucking smacked, which was like, fuck them for that. But um, dude, what the fuck was that? I don't know, dude. Swept? Yeah, I don't know. If the Rangers advance, and I'll get into them in a second, but if the Rangers advance and Edmonton advances, there's got to be a way that I come out with like a decent amount of money. They're both not your they're, futures, right? They're, yeah, they're both. I would win $900, right? Now, it's $50 on the Rangers to win 900 and then $50 on Edmonton to win 950 So then once the conference finals are set, if it's Colorado, Edmonton, and then Rangers, Tampa Bay, someone help me figure out how I can hedge and make the most money because there's got to be a way that I can bet on all four teams to make money or bet on Tampa and Colorado make money. I probably won't bet on Tampa for vibes, but fuck it. Um, so I have that going for me. So go at Oilers. But yeah, dude, I think the abs, uh, I think the abs are def- guaranteed to go to the Western Conference Finals. I think they're like heavy, heavy favorites to win the whole thing. Um, well, I'm like as as entertaining as the abs games have been, and like you know, I I because I was watching that game and I was like, how could it get better than this? Like, Kadri scores, gets absolutely fucking dusted draws two penalties, scores at the end of that. I'm like, that's the most entertaining entertaining game I've seen in a while. That didn't even touch Calgary-Edmonton. Like, that is – Those games are nuts, dude. A fucking full field goal. Like, yeah. David sprinting around while the rest of his team looks like a dump. Like, <laughs> goalies are hot. Goalies are cold. Yeah. It, it's my favorite part of, like, NHL because everyone's good, but then there will be, like, one minute of youth hockey where everyone just forgets yeah, how to play. Just, like, pond like, hockey. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, Either way, what, what about the Eastern Conference? Tell me a little bit about yeah, it. Yeah, so the East, I mean, the the Lightning are hitting their stride, but I, I am sort of in the camp that Florida just, like, were, were kind of – frauds um so i know that they got swept i would have thought that they'd win but like i just don't know if they had the goods to win in the playoffs um interestingly enough they got good goaltending but they just they sucked dude they couldn't score in the power play like it was it, those games weren't even fun to watch the only fun one to watch was the tampa buzzer beater to go up to nothing but like other than that they just smacked them the whole time so tampa looks and the, the thing about tampa is they fucking they, their best players are, like, gritty as shit. Like, Stamkos blocking shots left and right, like, going into the locker room, coming back out, like, after getting injured. They have – even though I love Igor, like, I'm never going to say that he's better than Vasilevsky until he wins a cup. So, that – I mean, Tampa and Colorado would be a fucking sick Stanley Cup, but – I like You can't root for that. I, I, no, of course, I would never. Um, I think the Rangers match up with Tampa better than – uh, Carolina matches up with Tampa because the Rangers have better goaltending. They have better stars at positions. They're not necessarily as deep. And like, don't get me wrong. I think the Canes forwards are great, but like they disappear on the road. Like they're really not that fucking good. So I think like star power wise, they match up better. And then like goaltender versus goaltender is, is a much more even matchup. So Carolina, they haven't won a game on the road yet. The Rangers have, I, I like feel very, very good about the Rangers right now. And if they can steal one, if they can steal one tomorrow, 
series is theirs. Like case in point, I think even winning yesterday, I feel like I would sort of double down. I should double down on series series winner because I think yesterday was a statement game of like Carolina can't fucking win on the road. Like the fact I just checked, Avs are up one nothing right now. Anyways, I mean, what a fucking joke <laughs> St. Louis is. Um, but yeah, they I I. This Rangers came series will probably go to seven games and I'll probably have another heart attack. It's killing me that I can't go to, I won't be able to go to any of the Rangers games this, this series. So fingers crossed, they go to the next round and, and can play Tampa. But um, I feel good. I feel good about it, man. They're everyone thought they were going to get embarrassed. It's fucking two, two. It's anyone series range. Dude. Rangers Twitter is the worst. Like there's fucking people with thousand, 10,000 followers. And they're like, Oh, the pens and the Rangers are competing to get embarrassed by the Canes. Like I'm screenshotting tweets and I'm coming at all those fucking frauds, especially when they're in the, it's so annoying. And everyone's tweeting at me about the Canes who aren't even Canes fans. I'm coming for you too when we win. It's fucking bullshit. That, so that's actually my biggest pet peeve in sports. And it starts with SEC football because I remember fan, like people that I knew at Arkansas, who was a shithole program when I was in college, were chirping me when Notre Dame lost to Alabama in the national championship. Like when you're a pathetic enough sports So fan, us with the ACC? <laughs> definitely not us. That is totally not the same thing because we haven't been blackballed. You know, or we have been blackballed and they have. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Shut up. <laughs> Fuck up. That's not the point. I, I don't know. It just bothers me when the, the team sucks and then they chirp a team for like losing in game seven of like a playoffs. Well, not, it's not even that. Like I hate people who are fans of teams, but it's easier to like, just be like, Oh, the team sucks. Or like, there's no way we're going to win. And then like celebrate the wins. Like you can't go into the Kane series and say, we're going to get embarrassed like for 200 likes on Twitter. And then when we win two games at home, like jump on the fucking bandwagon. I'm taking, it, it, I'm taking exactly it. it really Same fucking thing. pisses me off. I know it's easier to be pessimistic and it's easier to be funny when you're being pessimistic to get like likes. And if you're like that into social media, that's fine. But you're literally a fucking fraud in front of everybody. If you're saying we're going to lose, get swept by the canes and then fucking like jump on the bandwagon when it's two, two and they get, and you can see that they can win. Is that a New York thing? Besides, I the think Yankees? so. I mean, Rangers Twitter, man, I will tell you right now, it is the worst place on social media i like all the big names on it i can't fucking stand like I, i'm not gonna name names but good good for i you. like i like and they're popular like one of the like one of the guys has like a huge fucking podcast and like the most one of the most popular podcasts for hockey and because it's like a rangers podcast and he's just like so fucking negative all the time just like so he could be funny and then like will dance in the street when they finally win game seven. I'm like, dude, you were literally writing us off when we were down against the Penguins. Like you were making all your fucking three, one jokes. Fuck you. So I'm just, I was so at game five. Were you, I was at game five, bitch. Where are you? Where yeah. are you? I was at game five. Fuck you. Okay. I'm, I'm done. I'm just, yeah. I'm really glad I gave up beer too. <laughs> um, but yeah, the city's electric. Let's get to the next round. And then I promise you I'll be at some games. And if the abs and the Rangers, Play. We're going. Yeah. Okay. I'm going. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Because I was going to yep. say that they're like they're not on a collision course per se, but like it's crazy how possible it is. Um, I, I mean, <laughs> like it, there's only six teams. Like it could happen. <laughs> like it's fucking nuts. So we have to go. Like, come on. You yeah, were just that, saying that, I've never been to like, MSG. Fuck. You're coming to New York. I'm not going to. Yeah, uh, I will. I will go to New yeah. York. 
We're not meeting at the, like maybe that makes more sense, but I'm flying to Denver this nope. weekend. I'm not yet. No, you're coming straight to New York. Straight that to New does York. Not make more sense. We're gonna sit in the nosebleeds. We're gonna pound hot dogs. You're gonna give, you're gonna get back into beer and then have to quit the next day, uh, and then that's it. But yeah, we'll have a great time. So everybody better be rooting for the Rangers and the Abs, so, so you could see that. That would be fucking unreal. Dude, I so this is I don't know. I I wish my brain wasn't this stupid. I did not put the possibility of Avs Rangers together yet. I was like, damn, I hope Evans team does well. Go Avs. <laughs> I never thought that it was like, fuck, if we meet in the Stanley Cup, maybe because I need to be more pessimistic. I'm like, why the fuck would anything nice ever happen? Like, I'm a, I'm a Rangers Twitter guy. No, you mean optimistic. No, I'm like, no, that would never happen because everything sucks and my team's not going to win. Yeah, it's bullshit. Don't be like that. Av's Twitter, by the way, is probably great. It's probably just Bailey. Like, we're a wagon. (laughs) 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 Bailey, like, literally just texts out of nowhere. Av's wagon. I guess the Av scored. (laughs) (laughs) So for those that don't know, Bailey tells friend of the program and Brown lacrosse alum, he'll go silent. He'll literally sniff the breath of someone that's had a drop of alcohol immediately, like reckless in group chats. If you have a group chat, add Bailey Tills to it for a once a month, just two word abs wagon. And then Larkin comes back and they do their little brown circle jerk. It's fantastic. It's great. That's one of my favorite group chats when it gets going. I I, I enjoy it. It's good when it gets going. Um, I mean, other sports. Pretty much it's just you talking about the NBA. I don't really care. Yeah. I mean, Warriors, like the Mavs won last night, but the Warriors are fucking fantastic. Um, Steph Curry is a beast. So they're going to the NBA finals for sure. And then the Celtics heat series is the the heat suck. I bet on the heat. (laughs) Dude, the heat were like, (laughs) the heat were plus 220. (laughs) The heat suck. (laughs) I bet on them. So I know better than anybody. Dude, no, but like, they like like Tyler Hero is like so streaky. He's not that good. Like Jimmy Butler was a little banged up, but they were plus two twenty in the Eastern Conference Finals. And I'm not even saying plus two twenty, plus six and a half. I'm like, okay, plus six and a half. Like no matter what, like you got to take down in Conference Finals. I don't care who's hurt. Um, also, like the Celtics had some injuries too. Marcus Smart was out, so I was like, fuck it, I'll sprinkle on the money line. The game started off. 18 to one Celtics. It never even had, I was like, yeah, I'll just bet on it. So I have like something fun to do while we're like sitting at yeah, dinner. You know, like fun. I don't even care if they win really. I just want to like cheer for a team during this. And like, it literally was the most boring game ever. 18 to one. They never even got it closer. I was like, maybe if we get this to 15 before halftime. It'll be exciting. Nope. They, they were down by 30 and a half times. So, but all the games have been like that. All the games have been blowouts in that series. I think the Celtics are going to win, and then it'll, it'll be a pretty interesting series, Celtics-Warriors. I think the Celtics are a good matchup – or an unfavorable matchup for the Warriors. They have a lot of size, so we'll see what happens. But the NBA the NBA stuff has been close series, but, like, boring games, dude. It's, like, hard to – they're not really enjoyable games. They're all, like, 20-point games. But, like, it'll be – it'll go to seven games and just be, like, seven blowouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird season. I was like kind of hyped. I, I actually I was thinking about this the other day. I can't remember the last NBA game I went to. Like it, it's been yeah, I, I don't go to years. a ton either, but um I just went to I went to that Brooklyn Nets Celtics game because I had nothing better to do. And then Sam took me to the Mavs game, but I don't I don't I went to some well, and like you know, 
Imagine going to an NBA game over a hockey game. I that yeah, could like never. I, I wouldn't be caught dead. The Knicks games are fun. I did go to some Knicks games this year. I lied, but the Knicks Knicks games could be fun. But they're so fucking bad. <laughs> like I can't even think about it. Um, but all right, should we talk about the fucking lacrosse? Uh, do we have to? Do we have to talk lacrosse? I feel like we kind of do. Yeah, we should talk about lacrosse. Um, all right, we can start with. Let's start with Penn Rutgers. Or, yeah, that was Saturday, right? Oops, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, let's start with Penn Rutgers. Um, Penn's offense is one dimensional. Like, yeah, they, you they, honestly they literally oh, well, figure out. That, and I was going to say, like, you've had a pretty good analysis of Penn, but I did call that it was going to be a goalie battle. And both, no, goal- I don't know. I don't both know. goalies played fucking sick. No, it was just bad offense. It wasn't good goaltending. It was bad offense. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, as soon as you said it in the group chat, I was like, son of a bitch. Like, I can't, I can't. Dude, I, I love what we're right. Inch. And we were talking about with commentating, though. Like, when you're commentating a game and you, like, call something, you're like, oh, yeah, I do know what I'm talking about. So, I feel like we joke around on this sometimes. But when we give analysis, it's – unless we're pushing our agendas, which we've been known to do, it's pretty good. So Which, if you haven't figured out that line yet, just stop <laughs> listening. Like, I'll never discourage listenership. You can't figure that out. Maybe go back to third grade. Yeah. I'm back or iPad. I guess here I will just say congrats to Rutgers. Try not to act like you won the national championship yet. Um, and you're going to lose to my big red very easily. Wait a second. We do have a uh, <clears throat> a call out. Uh, you know, listen, normally it's Twitter beef. Normally it's this and that. Are we taking credit for the inarticulate Italian noises Rutgers meme? Yeah. Hundred percent, guys. Andrews, you're on blast. We we have a clout police alert. I mean, dude, we take all this. We we looped all the Sopranos memes back into it, and like, I get that. Like that Rutgers one, the Italian noises. I feel like is like a little bit of an obvious one, but like the no fucking ZD at the tailgate. Um, the I guess I'll go to Rutgers uh, meme that we made. Like we've been fucking ripping the Sopranos, so. If you're not we admitting, get back into that just to let everybody know. That's all right, though. We got him back with the uh, Nikki Solomon credit tweet. Boom. So we're good. <laughs> we'll get into that after this, though. But um, yeah, the last thing I'll say on Rutgers is is it Colin Cursed? Oh, shit. Whatever. The Curse, the goalie. Yeah. Too many brothers to even name. Uh, but anyway, the goalie version one at Rutgers, he's really good. I want to give him where credit's due because I have a take. First of all, everybody stroked him off on Twitter. So I was going to tweet this, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. Like, I don't want to just follow suit with everybody. Like Dukes tweeted and Ty Zanders tweeted, like Connor Kirst appreciation tweet. Like, all right, whatever. Or whatever his name is. I can't remember. Um, But anyway, what he's really good at is he will not lose like the goalie battle. So like, even if like, both goalies are playing atrocious. Like he'll have one more save or like one more successful clear than the other goalie and like get the win. Is so that like a thing, you're focused, by the way, like you compete hundred percent. Like uh, you're focused on you're focused on winning number one, save percentage, save volume probably. And then, you know, like you could have a bad percentage, but if you're standing on your head in, in another way, like you're kind of doing your job and then like clearing and commanding the defense, but like commanding the defense is kind of like a team thing. So clearing, as we covered with Kark, is a one-man show. That's exactly um, right. Wait, so who anyway. has the uh, best clearer of all time at a prestigious university like Syracuse? It's got to be Galloway, right? 
Oh, it's actually me. Oh, Future, six, Future Chaos Six is calling. <laughs> anyway, he like will always win those. Even like against Maryland, I feel like, like even against Maryland, I feel like he can go toe to toe with McNaney. Like if the team's winning, that's fine, but he won't get like blown out of the water at the goalie matchup. So I like give him credit. He always wins those one on one battles. It's something to look out for. Look out for it in the final four weekend because usually those teams do nothing on their goalie wins. But that, you know, <laughs> what, what am I worried about? Life's good. Um, okay, clearing situations, goalie battles, ruggers. Um, my my actually favorite thing about watching Rutgers, they don't take good shots. Like they'll take like the sidearm low angle, you know, fucking wacko banaco shot. It, it will either miss the cage or it will sting the corner. I love that they don't, you know, take a bad shot and throw it right at the goalie's stick. They'll take that bad shot and either launch it 15 feet over the cage or that guy that I can't even remember. Don't even know. It's probably a cursed. Who knows? Um, <laughs> shot lefty on the run from no angle, and it just hit that corner perfectly. Got everybody hyped up. <clears throat> Kings and convicts burp. Um, and I, I love that. It's like, I hate bad shots that it's just popcorn. I love bad shots that miss the cage. And I feel like that's the only thing I like about Rutgers as they get ready to get killed by Cornell. Speaking of which this game was interesting. Did you watch this? Are one? we going, are we going to Cornell? Uh, actually that was a Sunday game. Let's, fi- let's finish Saturday. Yeah. Maryland beat the f- absolute piss out of Virginia. No, that was also Sunday. What was the other one? Saturday was Yale Princeton. Yale was the worst team I've ever seen in my life. They couldn't stop turning awful. the ball over. And their defense was terrible. Hey, Evan, stand five yards away, and I'm going to throw a pass that hits the moon. Was there? <laughs> I thought you were actually telling me to back up. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I was saying, like, the, the easiest and most basic passes, they made it seem yeah. like that was, you know, the most difficult thing you could possibly do. I – so I watched that game with someone who was watching lacrosse for the very first time. This guy had no context. He's really into cycling. His name's Gabe. Really good dude. What's up, Gabe? <laughs> he was like, so do people normally throw the ball over their teammates' head? And I was like, no, this is just the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. So it really just comes down to Yale pissing down their leg and fumbling the bag. And throwing sky balls on easy passes. They beat themselves. Princeton didn't even have to play good. The only other thing that I'll say before I let you talk, slide of the year, high and late of the year. That was my boy George absolutely fucking coming across the middle and steamrolling. Helmet flies off. The first point of contact his body made on the ground was with his back. Oh, just a thing of beauty. When we open up our merch store, we're going to have a, uh, a referee doing this on a shirt. <laughs> the high and late of the year, everybody gets a shirt. Every, if you slide <laughs> high and late, you get a shirt. I don't care. Okay, now, okay. what were you going to say? Yeah, I mean, no one really showed up for Yale. Um, can't say I'm surprised. I honestly was rooting for Yale because I went on my rant earlier that, like, I don't think Princeton should have got in because they don't make their conference tournament. So this sort of supports the Ivy League now, which is a loss in my opinion. But, I mean, like like you mentioned, it was kind of like a snooze fest. Like, there was – it wasn't good lacrosse. Even though it, like, ended up being, like, a decently close game, like, with four goals, it just – 
no one, no one played well for you. Uh, Brandau was bad uh, after all the yell kids that I know were saying that he should be a four time finalist over Shellen. Dude, I wasn't impressed um, with him in the first round. I, I don't think he. Yeah. He's a very like non flashy lacrosse player. He kind of, no, I'm actually never going to say that again, what I was about to say. So never mind. I kind of want to really hear it, but that's okay. I was going to say, he kind of reminds me of, uh, I was going to say it reminds me of Rob Pinnell in college, but then I remembered like everything that Rob Pinnell did in college and took it back instantly. But I more meant like, save. you know, stick high and tight, yeah. like get to the five and five, shoot. Like he's not like doing fucking. His stick is very vertical. He is a very. Yeah. He's not player. doing like he's, yeah. You know, he's got the elbow up. Yeah. Like he looks like a fucking kid from Connecticut who ended up at Yale. Like it's just fucking classic. Well, he shot 14% from the field. I got the box score in front of me. So nice. That's so, good yeah. research. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, snooze fest. I think this team is undoubtedly going to get their dicks kicked in by Maryland. So who really cares? Congratulations. You came in fourth place. Um, all right. Should we move on to probably the game of the weekend? Uh, yes. Yes, we should. Oh, and if Princeton wins, you're my new favorite fucking team. So go Tigers. Honestly, dude, honestly, like if you beat Maryland, I love you forever. Yeah, even if it's I'll a, forgive the Ivy League for being a bunch of fucking bitches <laughs> if you beat Maryland. Not that you're really bitches. I mean, it's not your fault that the committee fucked up, but it's your fault for thinking that you actually should be in. Yep. But if you beat Maryland, then I'll – if you beat Maryland, I will apologize publicly to you for ripping you apart. And we'll send you a shirt. Yeah. Notice I'm really into the sending people shirts phase. Yeah. These days. <laughs> Public apology for me. Um, I'm not going to commit to doing anything weird. Like what would be a good, like what would be a good bet to like, if Maryland loses, I'll do this for like a college kid or for us, for me, I'll have a beer. <laughs> like, dude, I, yeah, I mean, I'm so I, not I invested was... in this playoff because of, because Notre Dame got stopped and there's nobody in the stands at Ohio state, which we will save this venue discussion for after we talk about the games, but I don't know, man. I feel like a disheartened fan, and I still okay. Fair enough. Here, but I won't make a bet on Maryland losing. Um, if Maryland loses, um, I'm th- I'm just thinking of things that don't need to be said on a podcast. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we take that All right. group chat. <laughs> Cornell, Delaware, an instant classic. That's um, a little bold. You think? I do. I thought it was a sick game. I did, What do you mean? It was so tight until the end. It did, didn't go into OT. There wasn't a buzzer beater goal. It was just kind of a close game. I wouldn't call it an yeah. instant classic <laughs> after last week's game. I mean, compared to the other games, it looked like fucking triple overtime. <laughs> yeah, comparatively, you know. Yeah, all right. A comparative classic. Um, that's actually, uh, let's coin that term. The comparative classic yeah, game, of comparative the classic, <laughs> um, I'll start Cornell's a wagon. Look at who his final four dark horse <laughs> has made the final four. If you pull back the recordings from all, all the way back, Interns, in February, get to work. all the way back in February, I said, Cornell was a final four team. Did I pick them last? Yes. Did I flip-flop a few times before committing to them? Yes, but I committed to them. I've been big red since the jump. Um, 
And they looked the part, man. I think they're, I mean, outside of Maryland, I think they're the most complete team that's in the final four. Not that that's saying much, but uh, I expect them to beat Rutgers and I expect them to play Maryland. Did you watch this game? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they didn't look very good. They're good, dude. They have top to bottom scoring. I So my, my takeaway from this game was that if Delaware, their offense is either like, holy shit, we're moving off ball, we're doing really good, or it's one person dodging the entire Cornell defense and shooting a 30-mile-an-hour shot at the dustiest-looking goalie I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Which he played I, well again, I, will, I will finish my thought, and then I'll let you talk about his look because I need to hear your thoughts. We already covered his luck last episode. Even more, double down. <laughs> but I was surprised at how Delaware – I thought Delaware let this game slip between their fingers. I thought this was more of a Delaware couldn't play consistent and showed their lack of experience than it was like to call Cornell a wagon is so biased, which I – you know me. If there's anything I hate, it's bias and narratives. Dude, if you make the Final Four – Unless you're Rutgers in this, and Princeton, not, you're a wagon. These aren't even the good teams in the tournament, Evan. They haven't even beaten them. Dude, I mean, they started the season eight when, before I even said that they would make the Final Four. Or before – when I said they'd make the Final Four, they were probably everyone's, like, fifth Ivy League team. They started the season, like, 8-0 or whatever. They lost a couple games to the Ivy League, and then they made the Ivy League championship, I believe. Maybe not, but they made the tournament at least. Who fucking cares about the Ivy League? And now they're in the Final Four. They are a very good team. They have probably one of the most underrated attackmen in the country. They have a freshman phenom. They have a goalie who doesn't know how to dress, but he's somehow saving the ball at an over 60% clip in the playoffs, which is, I mentioned on the last podcast, is very important. And they have multiple midfielders who can beat their man. I think they have a good team. Do I think they're going to win? No, because they're playing literally the fucking Monstars with 27-year-olds on the team. But they're a good team. Did they play their best game against Delaware? Answer this question honestly. Answer this question honestly. How many teams this year could have beaten Ohio State and Delaware back-to-back? Um, Ballpark. Like 10? So they, they haven't proved that they're a wagon at all. Dude, but they've won big games already. They've, won, they've, beaten Ohio, they've beat the shit out of Ohio State twice. They've, they won all the games that they needed to win. Yeah, they lost to Yale. They lost to Brown. They lost to Army. All teams that are out. They lost to Penn, who's out. Yeah, but it, it's just like it's in conference play, bro. <laughs> Listen, I get they're it. Good. I respect the hustle. Dude, I mean, like, yeah, they're going to lose games. They're a good team. I just think they call them a wagon. If they beat Rutgers this week, I will call them a wagon and I will take back everything that I just said. And I'll issue the public apology to Cornell. Dude. I mean, Delaware beat Georgetown. It's not their fault. Delaware beat Georgetown. What are they supposed to do? They made the fucking final four. I'm just saying kind of had an easy cakewalk pass, go collect 200 bucks. And we'll see one coming from the guy who was dressed up as a fucking blue hen this weekend, which was sick. By the way, when was the last time you got a burner made about you? Um, like fairly recently, like a year ago. Was it Fat Evan Malloy? <laughs> no, nah, I didn't like think just, so. Yeah, it was like Joe Sider's shot or something, oh. <laughs> something weird like that. <laughs> we got to keep um, a running tab of who has more burners. 
But yeah, dude, I mean, I just think that they're a very complete team. I understand why they made the final four. And they're a fucking wagon. Let's go. I'm right. You're not right, dude. Like, yeah, they had an easy road. Whose fault is that? Oh, so you admit it. So you admit. I mean, like, yeah, I admit it. Ohio State sucks. Like, I think Ohio State sucks. Delaware, like, the only good team Ohio State beat was Notre Dame, which wasn't even a tournament. Let's pull up. It's not even a good Notre Dame schedule. Yeah, you know it's a good win. You know it's a good win. All right. They're, I mean, this year is complete bullshit. They're good. So I don't even care what their fucking record is. I test. I test. Oh, I test. Don't get me going on I the eye test because I'm going to back up. I'm whatever. pulling up the eye test, dude. I've, I've watched them play multiple games. I'm pulling up the eye test. They're, and they're good in between the lines. You better come ready to ride and clear against the fucking big red. And I'm not just saying that because my boy coaches that. <laughs> you know what sucks, too, is this whole anti-Ivy narrative that I've completely taken that's consumed my fucking life at this point. I really want to root for Music. I think he's a great guy. I think he's going to be like – he's one of those guys like him and Galloway are that new wave of coaches whenever I'm like blowing Eddie Glazner about how he needs to be a coach. I'm just like, I just want young guys that are kind of cool. Crowley going to Hopkins. Bro, why can't you root for Cornell at this point? Uh – it's the Actually, worst now four teams like ever. It's literally like, besides Cornell, it's like the last thing you'd ever want to see. Rutgers winning, claw my eyes out. Princeton winning, what the fuck? Maryland winning, god damn it. So like that's it. Well, I want Cornell to win. Why not Princeton? I have friends that went to Princeton. I don't really have friends that went to Cornell. Who gives a fuck about Princeton, dude? Uh, that's what? where a beautiful mind guy went. Dude, I went to Cornell. A, Name a... one person that went to Cornell. Rob Pinnell. Ah, <laughs> fuck. Dude, I mean, Cornell. Cornell is objectively, completely objectively, Cornell is swaggier than Princeton. But they have like Period. the helmets that everybody was getting a hard on about. The Princeton helmets or the Cornell the helmets? Princeton helmets. The Princeton helmets are cool, but just like overall swag wise, Cornell swaggier. Besides Chase Erland. <laughs> <laughs> also, let me he makes let it me a little bit of a dog fight. Clear. Let me make one thing completely clear. I am hoping Cornell takes a dump on Rutgers. Rutgers is my number. Like, if I had to rank the the teams that I'm rooting for, everybody's tied for first, and then there's a cliff, and then there's a big pile of whale shit, and then there's Rutgers. So. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, oh, and uh, the last game of the weekend, Maryland's good. Yeah, dude, fuck. I really was hoping um, fucking Virginia played better. <laughs> that was just not good to watch. You know what? I'll say it. Ban the faceoff. This game would have been closer if it wasn't for the faceoff. Ban the faceoff. Ban, ban the fucking faceoff. mortgages. Like, Bad hey, DeMeo being in college for six million years. If it was the NIL, you know, if if NIL, if we were to do like a, a mock draft of every company that matched with the perfect, like you would perfect college, you would have Jameson and Guinness doing Notre Dame. I know Guinness and Notre Dame have done stuff. You'd have like something super sick for Syracuse. I don't know. What would be Syracuse's like ideal sponsor as a business? Tropicana. Feel like that would be Jacksonville, but that's okay. No, like the oranges. Oh, gee, the orange. Jesus, Nick! Come on, like bro. With the, yeah, I, I'm having beer. 
Tropicana, you know, orange juice, all this stuff. Maryland's would be Rocket Mortgage and fucking, I don't know, some bullshit. Metamucil. Like these guys. Progressive turning into your parents. Yeah. They, I can't wait for these Maryland players to graduate, go to a PLL team, and then teach that PLL team about 401ks. It's a joke. It's a fucking joke. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, Virginia just didn't really even show up either. Dude, did you um, see the first seven seconds of the game when Wisnowski? Yeah, it was it was over right away. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, so yeah. Um, I tried to give Virginia a pump up speech, didn't work. Um, I also was on record saying Maryland was not that good and then said they're pretty good. Um, so we'll confirm that they are good. And I also am looking at the box score right now and realize I said Matt Brandau didn't show up in the game and shouldn't be in over Colin Schellenberger, but now realizing that Schellenberger didn't have a point. So I guess that debate can open back up, but you know, it is what it is. I think if Notre Dame made the tournament, they would be in the final four and I think they'd be Maryland's best shot. So like the fact say that this is the best team of all time. This is an asterisk season for Maryland because they're not playing the best in the tournament. So we'll never know. I 100% agree. I totally agree. I think this tournament like really fucked Maryland's legacy up. Yeah, uh, you know, especially for when they lose to Cornell in the national championship. It, if Cornell not. wins in the national championship, then I'm flying <laughs> out to New York and watching Avs Rangers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. If Maryland had to play Duke Notre Dame back to back, the whole tournament changes, and then I get to say that they're the best team of all time. Um, yeah, fair enough. Two. All right. We have two piss pants Twitter alerts. Everybody was mad about two things. Actually, everybody was mad about one thing, and I was pissed about one thing. Piss might be a little bit strong of a word. My BAC is rising a little bit, so I'm you know getting a little more loose. We'll start with the first thing, and that is venue. The Ohio State football t- stadium having three thousand people in it made it look like a dump. And let me tell you, I am generally not on the side of like, hey, the teams with the biggest fan bases should go. You know, I think that kind of disrupts everything. When we played Albany and Hofstra, it was a New York team, Albany, the Thompsons. It was us, the most hated fucking team in America. And Hofstra was packed. And to watch two teams who nobody gives a fuck about because this tournament has been corrupt from the start to have piss poor showings, Yale, Princeton, those Ivy league guys are too busy doing math to even show up to a game at Hofstra makes this a laughing stock and an embarrassment. My friend Gabe, the guy who was like, damn, do people throw it over? We're like, so like is lacrosse a growing sport? It doesn't look like anybody's there. A complete embarrassment. Um, so choose better teams, and you know I like the Hofstra venue, but you got to have better teams to to boot. Um, I think we need Wembley, and I think we need uh, you know that Brazilian soccer stadium that has like one hundred and seventy five thousand people. Those are my two ideas. <laughs> was Hofstra that that shitty? Yeah, it was bad, dude. It like the the far side of the stands, like five people. Although I think that was the game where there was that guy that was like sitting shirtless with the weird Al Yankovic hair that was kind of going around. I don't know. Honestly. Good dude. Hopefully that just, that bites the committee in the ass. They make less money because they picked a shitty tournament. Yeah. Hey, I mean, I've been there before, like when the sport was less popular for like Denver Hopkins and it was packed. It was a like, it was the best day of lacrosse. 
So, you know, maybe let the ACC in next time. Let the ACC in. Maybe make, like, one of the games in Denver. Like, even when we played a mile high and it was Notre Dame-Denver, that like, that was a huge game. Had a couple thousand, you know, like 10,000 people out there. It was sick. Um, yeah. The other the venue the other, stuff, I'm like, that. Right. the venue stuff, it is what it is. <laughs> like, I just felt we had to acknowledge it because everyone was pissed off about it. No, totally. I just, I don't know if there's ever going to be a place that makes people happy about it. And, and we will be there year after year to be mad about it while doing no work <laughs> on our own. It, it's the best position to be in is just the, the criticizer, the man outside of the arena. Maybe we need to make that. Uh, one of our bits is we are the man outside of the arena, just screaming at people. <laughs> the second thing people were mad about on Twitter. And again, nobody was really mad about it on Twitter, but I thought it was kind of bullshit was Bill Belichick getting the spirit of the Twarton award because he's a famous football coach that happens to have kind of a connection with lacrosse. I thought this was stupid before I really go into my thoughts, Evan, did you care about this at all? No, I just thought it was weird. Uh, who's like up for the award? I don't even know that. Well, you look at the past recipients, it's like, you know, Richie Moran. It's people that have died on the field. It's people that have dedicated their entire life. I'm actually going to pull up the list right now. Because me and Sound Guy were talking about it. And the list, it's like, you know, Chief Oren Lyons, Brendan Looney, Richie Moran's, Dickie Dull, you know, like all of these, George Boyardi, Wells Crowther is, is a recipient of the award. And then all of a sudden, it's just like, we, we just give it to Bill Belichick. I was really considering making stink about it on Twitter. I decided against it because I was like, ah, I'm probably just being a hater. But the more that I've kind of just sat on it, the more I'm like, this kind of seems disingenuous to the award. Like, what are we doing giving a football coach the, this award? Like, yeah. I don't know. So that's Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I feel like it's like a cloud grab, honestly. And I understand carving out things to give guys like Bill Belichick. Yeah. I really do. But, like, this, the spirit of the Tawartan really fucking feels like it should be someone that's, like, important and really has deep connections and is involved with the game every day. Bill Belichick doesn't give a shit about lacrosse come football season. He is like the consummate addicted to football coach. It's why everybody loves him. Maybe he'll play with a stick, you know, on a Sunday for an hour, but I just felt like it was kind of a slap to the face of people that have dedicated their life to bettering the sport of lacrosse. Yeah. Just to give it to Belichick. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. I guess we agree with Lax Twitter back to back. Hey, times. look at that. So we agree on something this pod. That's good. Um, and we agree with the larger majority of across Twitter, which never happens. Although I do feel like people were kind of clouding that up. Like it had like a bunch of retweets and not very many criticisms, which again, I'm a coward. Uh, I didn't play in the mud that time. I, I needed to mull over my thoughts, give it 30 seconds to marinate. Um. Do we have anything else, by the way? Uh, transfer portal and then... Oh, credit to us. Yeah, credit to us for breaking the Nikki Solomon news. But uh, the Georgetown, the UNC to Georgetown feeder program is pretty crazy. I guess it's like a rowlet. I saw someone under the tweet that say the rowlet effect. I guess that makes sense. Ooh. 
like he's like boys with all those kids. They he like played with them. That's actually so a really that, good point. I hadn't considered that. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Three call him and put him on speaker. Um, <laughs> probably not, but uh, if you want, you can. Um, Never mind. Sorry. Flying <laughs> a little too close to the sun. Haven't eaten in a while. But uh, yeah, I guess that's like the big news coming out of it, dude. The kid transferring from George. Can someone please explain to me why the best, the leading scorer from Georgetown, Big East attackman of the year, is transferring to Jacksonville? Not to take anything away from Jacksonville, but I just. It feels weird when everybody wants to go to Georgetown, he's transferring to Jacksonville. Maybe you answered your own question right there. He's scared of all this incoming talent and wants to go be the man Maybe. somewhere else. Oh, and the other thing, Cuse is killing the portal. Like, good. I, think, like I, I think Syracuse might be getting better in the transfer portal. Notre Dame just worse. got a UVA kid, and that's the only thing that. I've seen. But I've seen like five things from Syracuse and five things from Georgetown. Yeah. So, I mean, we got the one of the Curse Brothers. <laughs> yeah, one of the five. CJ, I think. Um, I think I said CJ like six times on this podcast, talking about a different kid every time. But, Just name uh, name a generic white yeah, dude. Yeah, CJ Curse from Lehigh. Um, and yeah, Which opens Simmons. up Sisselberger. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Sisselberger. I said bring Sisselberger with you on Twitter. So, yeah, Transfer Portal is ripping. Transfer Portal is really interesting, dude. It's cool to watch. Um, but yeah, and then other than that, I mean, John Crawley hired a Hopkins. I thought like, I mean, I kind of went back and forth on it. I thought it was like crazy just cause he's so young and they're like in a, well, it's just the O coordinator. It's not like he's the head. Yeah. But like there, I mean, they went from John Grant jr. Who's like the best player ever, which like made a ton of sense to get kids to go there. And then, and now like, I mean, I just feel like they have a lot of pressure on them, like as a program. And he's young, right? Like he's played. All right, how, how long has he been coaching? Like five years. So I just well, think, he uh, he he did what? Like he started at Notre Dame, then he went somewhere else. And Colgate, did a couple years at Lehigh. Colgate, then Lehigh, and now he's at Hopkins. Yeah. So I think, like, I mean, maybe he's been crushing it at Lehigh. I don't know enough um, about like his role there, and obviously his ties to, to Hopkins. But I just thought like it was a young hire. Like there's got to be older players. Um, or like older coaches who like are, have been around the block a little bit more um, that are a little bit more famous that you want to bring in. But I don't know. That's just my thought. Like I think of um, like a Busick um, or someone like that. I know he's a head coach, but just like someone like that. Um, but yeah, then I thought about it a little bit more and I was like, I guess he's a former captain. He's young. Like we'll be able to relate with the players. Um, and I think like, honestly, I think they just need like an alum there that people trust. So I think it, overall, like, I'm giving it a thumbs up, but I did scratch my head a little bit because I just feel like their backs are against the wall in terms of like, they got to be successful in the next, you know, three years. Oh, and I gave it like two thumbs right out of the bat. And the only number I looked at was his age. I was like, I, I like get these young guys in, let's get it yeah. fucking fired up. I have no, I, and of course this is because, you know, I'm in my twenties, 29 <laughs> wolf. Um, but I'm like, I'm all about the young guys. I've always related to younger coaches better. <clears throat> I think they see things differently. I think they obviously relate to players more, of course, as you mentioned. And I think it's worth calling out too, like, not that this happens very often, but the coaches that can kind of suit up or at least like show a little bit. That was one of my favorite things is like when 
I would suit up at Air Force and just show the kids that I was like, I swear to God, I know how to do this. Like, I'm not joking you. It will click at some point. You just need to like, you know, stick with it a little bit. I think it goes a long way if you have a good playing resume, as far as the respect out of the gate for the coaches, because there have been coaches where I'm, and of course, you know, it's because I'm a cocky fuck. It was, oh, well, why would I listen to you? You know, I, I know, but I know myself better than you know me when of course the coach was in the right, but it took me, you know, a couple months to come around. I feel like having that instant credibility where Crowley's like, Hey guys, I play, I know better than you. I play better than you. I played at Hopkins. I feel like he's going to have that instant credibility that junior had, but also like a little bit kind of a younger might be able to explain concepts better, might be able to recruit and pitch Johns Hopkins better. So I want them to be good. I also hate their band, but either way, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of the hire. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean, I'm wishing them all the best. I, I've known him for a long time. He's a good kid. So sick brag. We'll see what happens. Long Island boy. Yeah. Cool. Uh, anything else before we wrap up here? I think that's everything. Go big red. What a great <laughs> fuck. What a great episode. All right, cool. We will see you next week. Even though I just said thank you for tuning in or whatever I said, thank you. Tune in next week, whatever. I don't care. Um, thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. We have some really fun stuff. Get excited for our team store. We're going to have those pint glasses. I'm really excited about that. That's our fan store, team store, whatever we want to call it. Um, I mentioned it in the last episode, but that's a really cool concept that we're working on. 100% of the proceeds from that store go directly into our bank account, which facilitates some other exciting announcements we should have about the summer. Goddamn boring Final Four. I hope some fireworks happen. We'll see you next week. Thank you.